Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Ruben! Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour. Taylor's version. With four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey.
Yo, these four new jacks, it's real smooth on the harmony tip. Nick Mike Sean and Juan, you know the mentality. Keep flipping the gift. <laughs> what is up, you guys? It's So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is Ryan Bailey. It's Wednesday. We have made it halfway through the week. <sighs> and tonight, I, I want to wish you a happy uh, third part of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills Reunion Day. We did it. We did it, folks. We get to watch it tonight. I get to take three hours worth of notes over a 40-minute show just so somebody can tell me I do a bad Lisa Rinna imitation. No, I'm not. I'm not bitter. No, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> how is everybody doing? Today, we have an amazing show for you, but I want to tell you about an experience I just had. It's 1.31 a.m., Wednesday morning, I guess. I have to be up uh, in a couple hours because I'm doing uh, Sarah Heron's um, uh, uh, Us Weekly Bachelorette podcast, which I had to watch that show tonight. You guys, I don't know. I don't know. I got to tell you, I don't know if that's the place to find love. It's starting to feel very shaky for me. Used to, I was like, you know what? If all else fails, I'll go on The Bachelor or Bachelorette. And now it seems like that might not be the place to find love. Uh, no, uh, my buddy Jay Reyna, who has been on this show before, uh, great director, writer. Um, uh, I have not seen him. I, I think the last I saw him, I did a Patreon episode with him like a year ago. And he he's invited me out a couple times since, but I'm always all willy nilly with going out, you know. Like I get, I, you know how I am. So, uh, you know, finally I said yeah because he said, hey, come to Sir, it's see you next Tuesday with DJ James Kennedy, and you're like, and I'm like, if I'm gonna go out of the house, I you know DJ James Kennedy usually will be a part of it, and I went to Sir and uh, we uh, we got a table. He got you know. And Charlie from the show was our our waiter, and I got to tell you, she was horrible. I want to complain to the no, she was amazing. Uh, she was the best. She was on my podcast uh, like over a year ago, and I got to say, to this day, one of the interviews I'm the most proud of in just that um, she revealed so much out of nowhere. Nobody really knew who she was because she had only had you know a handful of scenes on Vanderpump Rules at that point, and this year. I feel like they're making another mistake where they're not giving her more scenes because the scenes that she has had has been magical. Uh, but uh, she wants to come back on the show, but Bravo has been putting a kibosh on that. And they're finally letting her do interviews tomorrow, but for like TV shows and stuff, which I'm so happy for because I think that girl is a star. Like, I, I really think she's a reality star. I'm, I'm usually pretty good at seeing these things, but she also has a good heart. So she's one of those people that I don't mind backing you know, because like at the heart, I don't think she's an asshole like Lisa Rinna. Hey, oh, God, that's why I need a drum effect, like a, an effects machine where I could go, hey, oh, and then just hit rim shot <laughs> or like applause or like laughter. If I could just hit that button. Ah, that's the dream to get some kind of sound effects machine hooked into all of this. Um, so. DJ James Kennedy, he's DJ, and he's like, come on, come on, see you next Tuesday. And I got to tell you guys, when they play the Vanderpump Rules, when, when DJ James Kennedy spins the Vanderpump Rules theme song at Sir, 
it feels like I don't know if you guys ever went to Rainforest Cafe as a kid, and every like hour they would do like they would like turn the lights down low and they would like play the rain sound effects and stuff. It's exactly like that. It's exactly you're like, ooh, this is magical. We're in the place where this was created, and he played it a couple times throughout the night, which was doubly fa- exciting. His mom was there to support. Uh, Raquel from Rachella was there, and I got to tell Raquel. Uh, what I've been saying on this podcast is that she really is, to me, the heart of this season. She is very uh, angelic, and I really appreciate what she's said and, and how open she's been. Because, you know, with certain people, you know it's hard for them. So I really appreciate that. And she was so lovely, so nice. We got a picture. It's up on the Instagram. And I'm always so weird with that. Um, but... Uh, they were, uh, uh, they were like, yeah, let's, let's have it. Okay. Let's get a picture. And I got to meet Jesse Montana in person. Finally, he was on the podcast. He's worked there forever. He's also a musician. Uh, we played his song on the pod a while ago, uh, but it was good. It was really, and you know what? I found out some information. Did you know Jackson, Brittany still go in there a lot? And Kristen Doty, they still go in Sir a lot. Like that boggled my mind to find that out. And I was like, okay, weird. Also you guys, um, Kate Arthur, one of my favorite uh, writers, I believe uh, from the publication Variety, she reported today about that Dumois uh, blind item saying Jackson and Brittany were definitely getting the show on Peacock. Now, I told you on this show on Monday that I had somebody very close to the situation say that that rumor was true. Now, Kate Arthur said, and Kate Arthur has amazing sources, and said, I am hearing that this is not true. Now, I all I can say is what my friend what my source told me and that this person he or she there's no reason to lie in fact they were as disappointed as I was to uh, know that this is true but Kate Arthur Kate Arthur does get these exclusives I don't know why they would hide it from her so I got to say I hope my source is completely wrong and I hope um I I am I am heartened to 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 find out that hopefully they will not get a show. Like, I, I, it did not make sense for so many reasons. But then I, I, in fact, I put that on my Instagram story. I said, this makes no sense. But then I heard from this person. And then I was like, well, I got to say what I, I heard, that this was true. Unless they're joking with me. Unless they're trying to mess with me. Mess with old Ryan Bailey. Um, you guys, I talked to Cynthia Bailey today from Real Housewives of Atlanta. Ah, angelic. She was really, really, really nice. Really funny. We had a lot of laughs. I got to interview so many cool people today, you guys. But today's guest I interviewed last week. Um, And if you listen to the pod, I've mentioned this guy a handful of times. And he's one of my heroes. And I, I said this week was about some heroes of mine, about people that made me do what I'm doing right now, that made me want to uh, emulate or just copy or just flat out steal what they do and try to put my own spin on it. And I wish I had done this much earlier in life, but here I am now. But today's guest, his name is Dave Holmes, and he is just uh, what I like to call a genius, you know, honestly, a genius. Uh, you might know him from a bunch of different ways. Uh, first off, he was uh, MTV's first. He participated in MTV's first wannabe a VJ contest in 1998, if you guys remember uh, then. And unfortunately, uh, Jesse won. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Jesse. 
that was the guy. He had like kind of punk rock hair and stuff. But Dave was the guy that I liked during that contest. I remember watching MTV every day. And I was like, Dave, like that's that's who I could be, Dave Holmes. And I mean that in all, like every piece of compliment that could be. That's not a, I really do. But it turns out he did that. He still, he didn't win that contest, but he went on to work at MTV. And then he's made a career out of doing this stuff ever since as a host as a writer, he's an editor at large for Esquire magazine. And I got to tell you, just go and just type in Dave Holmes and just write uh, Dave Holmes articles. And you're going to read some of the most smart, precise reporting and writing about pop culture uh, today. Uh, he also has a podcast called uh, Homophilia with uh, Matt McConkey on Earwolf. And today we talk about a new podcast that he has done, and uh, it's called Waiting for Impact. And I'm going to play um, the the uh, the teaser trailer for it. But I got to tell you, I recommend this with everything I have. This hits every one of my pleasure pop culture buttons that it could possibly be hit. Honestly, this has to do with the 90s, pop culture, shooting the big shot, like taking the big swings in life trying to be more than you think you could be. There is so much uh, that I, I've just, I, you know, those podcasts where you're just like, oh, I want to live in this podcast. Um, it's only 10 episodes. The first three are out right now. But if you go to Stitcher Premium, you can get a 30-month free trial. Um, and he gives the code in this, um, which is, I believe, waiting for impact. You can get a 30-day free trial and listen to all of them. And I don't know, you know, cancel it before the 30 days. I didn't say it. But I got to tell you, it is so worth listening to. Now, this interview, I geek out so heavily on this dude, man. I think he was a little shocked about how hard. I mean, I think he was, you know, I don't know. Like, I, you get the feeling that he doesn't sometimes realize what an impact he's made on people, including myself. I also recommend his book, Party of One, a memoir in 21 songs, which you can get for a steal right now on Amazon. I believe $9 for paperback. It's been out for a bit right now, but I got to recommend this podcast, Waiting for Impact. Uh, and also just, this was a true, a true delight for me to talk to this dude. I was extremely, like I keep saying, extremely nervous because this dude, like, I I would love to be this dude. And I, you know, I know he's a little bit older than I am, but he is, uh, he's where I would want to be uh, in, in life. So the fact that I got to spend a little bit of time with him, um, but uh, I just want to tell you that out of the gate. And that's why I am so excited in this interview. And like I said, I probably scared him, but I think that's part of the charm of this show. So here is Dave Holmes, the podcast waiting for impact, which you can find, go subscribe, go rate it five stars, and then go to Stitcher premium and listen to the other seven episodes. The full journey of the story that this podcast tells is there. And then after that, we're going to come back. I mean, we'll do some commercials. We'll come back and then we're going to do a full recap of the first episode of Winter House. Ladies and gentlemen, the man, the myth, the legend to me, Dave Holmes. It's the summer of 1991, the peak of the monoculture. Everyone is watching and listening to, or at least aware of, the same TV shows, movies, and music. The internet hasn't had its way with us yet. A song comes out that summer from the R&B group Boys to Men. It's called Motown Philly. 
in the music video, We Meet Boys to Men, and the other groups in the East Coast family. Another bad creation, Belle Biv DeVoe. And then, two minutes and 38 seconds into the video, we meet another group. Five young guys in matching white button-down shirts, each with his own unique necktie, their name and lights above them. Sudden impact. They point at the camera. They point at you. Like, are you ready for sudden impact? I was a young guy in the Midwest at the time, glued to MTV, dreaming of a life in the entertainment industry. I was ready for sudden impact. The world was ready for sudden impact. Motown Philly just came out. They're on MTV for the first time. And the first question is, who's those white guys in the video? You know, like he's already promoting an act that doesn't exist yet. Here it is. You're going to love this. This is my universe. These are my, this is my record label. Enjoy. Thank you. Or pardon me, you're welcome. I couldn't wait to see what Sudden Impact was going to do next. What they did next was disappear. I'm Dave Holmes, and as a former MTV VJ and professional pop culture obsessive, I've been thinking about Sudden Impact for 30 years. I always wanted to know what happened, so I decided to find out. And let me tell you, what happened was a lot. We actually got signed to Motown off of a poster without them even hearing any music. Music probably saved his butt from going to jail. Wow, we could really make it. We could do this, we could do that. It ain't right, man. You're playing God with me. Let me fucking go. If you don't plan on doing something, let, let us fucking go. Two grown men just broke up. Like two heterosexual males just broke up. Am I still holding on to that hope? Like, oh, I can't wait to see this. I still have that. Because I don't like thinking that it's over for anybody. I always suspected there was a story behind Sudden Impact. I had no idea. I'm going to track these guys down one by one, and I'm going to find out what happened. And I'm going to try to answer the most bewildering question of them all. Why can't I stop thinking about them? This is a podcast about big swings, about high hopes, about what happens when your best laid plans go sideways. It's about the 90s and what we left there. This is Waiting for Impact. A Dave Holmes passion project. Uh, you guys know that uh, my passion is pop culture. And of course, we we do a lot of that through reality shows. But my next guest, if you listen to the podcast, I have brought him up again and again. He is a true hero of mine. His new podcast called Waiting for Impact is an exact showing of why I love this man so much. I could say that his book, Party of One, is excellent because it is. I could say his VJ work on MTV. He is excellent because that's who I wanted to be. I could say he is my hero in Talking Heads, being in Woodstock 99, the documentary. This man, I truly want to be when I grow up, and I think I might be the same age as him. Dave Holmes, welcome to the podcast. Ryan Bailey, thank you so much for having me. And with that intro, um, I can only disappoint the listener. Oh my God. I mean, I could have gone, I mean, you editor at large at, at Esquire. I mean, you, you even wrote about counting crows the summer sure of did. butter this, because uh, uh, I'm a huge counting crows fan and I was so yeah. ecstatic for somebody to bring them back up in a magazine okay. article with, uh, with B, was BT, uh, BTS? What is it? The, the BTS. Pop. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Of course. And then, yeah. Um, yeah. I, um, I got to defend their honor in the <laughs> digital pages of es- Esquire. Um, you grew up in, in Jersey, I believe. Uh, I grew up in, well, I was wait, wait, born in Jersey, born in Jersey. I grew up in St. Louis. 
I was, I grew up in Olathe, Kansas, and I grew up and the summer uh, you talk about in this podcast, which takes place, I think 1991. Is that right? 1991 is yeah. Where the story begins. The story begins you guys. And the story that we talk about, or he talks about in this is that if you remember Belle Bib DeVoe, Michael Mm -hmm. Bivens had an imprint of uh, a family of artists, which uh, had, which included, who did it include? It it had uh, well, it was, you know, it was Belle Biv DeVoe. It was uh, Another Bad Creation, <laughs> who had uh, the songs Aisha and Playground. Uh, it was Boys to Men, who would go on to become the uh, the number one selling R&B group of all time. Um, and it was a, uh, a boy band called Sudden Impact, who make a three-second cameo appearance in the <laughs> Motown Philly video. And they point at the camera <laughs> as if to tell you, here we come. We're coming for you. <laughs> And then that's all that they ever did. And And I've been curious ever since. Yeah. And this podcast, you're able to take us through like this kind of, this has this beautiful lens that actually what I'm seeing, just hearing the first two episodes and I cannot wait to devour, I believe the other eight, which by the way, guys, you can go on Stitcher premium right now and hear the rest, the remainder of these episodes, uh, which I am so excited to do, but you take us through the nineties or what the promise of the nineties was pop culture. Right. And you talk about big swings, which I love, you know, is that like, there's this beauty in taking big swings in your own life. And I, and I feel like I'm doing one right now. And, and it's because of people like you taking these big swings, but I don't know, there was something so romantic about pop culture. And I know you talk about with your friend, Scott Gimple in this. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I thought it was interesting of like, the pop culture fans, like we went to the internet and stuff like that. And are people like us still around? What is the the hope and yeah. the promise for us? You know? Yeah. You know, it, it was strange to be the kind of kid I was when I was a kid, you know, because I was so deeply obsessed with pop culture and like, you know, um, it's better now, I hope, <laughs> but, but, you know, in, in the early, you know, if you grew up in the seventies, eighties, nineties, as I did, it's like, and you're a boy, you, you got like, there are four identities you can choose basically, <laughs> you know, um, there's the jock or the brain or the whatever. And, you know, the, the big, you know, pop culture nerd, especially in the Midwest really didn't exist. And so, um, you know, that it was clear what my obsessions were and what my talents were and, and where I should be going. But I didn't know anybody who went there and I didn't know how to go there. So I, you know, at, at the time when this video came out, I was in college and I was just desperately trying to point myself in a more practical direction, um, you know, to be acceptable as a boy and also to like, you know, find some way to earn a living and all that. I just didn't, it didn't occur to me you know, until really a lot later that I could do, that I could like follow the things that I love and make a, make a life out of them. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, I mean, as, as much as as sudden impact is the story of the podcast, it's also that it's also like, you know, the, the development of of, you know, fan culture and 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 uh, the, the way that the Internet sort of fractured our popular culture, but also gave us a lot of new opportunities and created a lot of new jobs and and all that. Like there's there's. The, the sudden impact story touches on a lot of areas that are fascinating to me. No, that's what I love. I love your, your brain that actually this was the reality of seeing this little clip, because I think that's the fandom in general is that we see these little things and we have like, I still obsess about the Lionel Richie head from the hello music video. Like what where happened is to it? that? Is like, it in I a mean, private collection? Where yeah. is it? Where, where can we find it? 
If I was a James Bond villain, I would just be a pop culture villain that was like, yes, Mr. Bond, yes. Lionel Richie head. Yes. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, that should be our, we should, uh, I don't know who our Indiana Jones is, but that person should be. <laughs> it belongs in a museum. Yeah. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you uh, also mentioned about when you were a kid or something like that, you know, just being able to potentially pinch yourself at where you are now, even though when we're in the moment now, we necessarily don't ever really truly appreciate it because we might want more. But like uh -huh. when you think about that kid in St. Louis and all that, like this has got to be shocking for you. You get to write about all the things that you love. It's wild. It's so wild. Like, I, you know, the way that my, you know, I mean, I, I, obviously we didn't know what podcasts were in, you know, in the late <laughs> 80s, early 90s. There was a lot, a lot that didn't exist yet and that needed to be invented and whatever. But, but, you know, the kind of life that I dreamed of for myself and the life that I'm living, um, you know, minus a couple million dollars are like, are very similar, yeah. you know, um, it, it's, it's kind of crazy that I'm able to, you know, do do what I do and 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 like you know use the talents that I that I spent a life sort of accidentally cultivating and um yeah there it's 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 crazy it's really yeah. crazy that we get to we get we get to do what we love Ryan Bailey I mean that truly is it I mean I'm talking to housewives now and I'm like this is I'm taking notes on housewives like it's like a research project and I'm like this sure. is this is wild do you still have the same passion I mean I I think this is a big yes but you know you live in Los Angeles I believe do you still have the same passion uh for these things as you did when you were younger knowing how the sausage was made a little bit Yeah no I mean I you know I still love um you know I still love working in television when I work in television I still love working in magazines when I work in magazines you know music I I still of course love but it is impossible to keep up with what is new because it's just coming at you from too many directions, yeah. you know, even, even the young people in my life, even, even, you know, even the, the, the culture folks at Esquire who are like 30, you know, and their job is to be clued in, like they're very clued in, but you can't, you can't keep a finger on everything. Right. Like, it's just, it, it's overwhelming. Like teenagers who are, you know, supposed to, to know what the next thing is, don't necessarily know what the next thing is. Cause it's, it's all, it's all happening so fast. I, I, you know, just hormonally and, 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 you know, and, and because of the, the speed with which all these things come out, I, I haven't like, I rarely fall in love with a new artist or with a record the way that I used to like every other day in my youth, but, yeah. but it still happens. Yeah. I'm still like, I still get very excited about the people that I get very excited. I got to see uh, Jake Wesley Rogers at the Troubadour last week. And it was like, that was such a good, that, you know, it had been so long since I had been there And it had also been a long time since I'd been at that show just before an artist like explodes yeah. the way that I really feel like he will. And that was, that was really, that was rejuvenating for sure. You bring up on the first episode of uh, Waiting for Impact that summer of, uh, I believe, 1991, you had Terminator 2, you had Robin Hood, Prince yeah. of Thieves, which, which by the way, yeah. I had the, the mini cassette single of the Brian Adams song that you just, of course you did. I think it was the Brian, and it was just, I played it on a, a, a just a, I was a kid, I played it on a loop, of and I was you talking about falling in love with music and albums every day, and like, I just, that memory of summers, especially of being able to sit with records and albums and CDs yes. and just Play. like and that's you don't get that anymore you don't get that thing of like you i'm don't. going to sit with this album for a week because too much is coming at you yeah exactly but but also you know well i mean there's the whole thing of like physical media right like if you if you took a chance on a record if you heard a couple songs that you liked and you're like i'm gonna 
I'm going to put down the 10 to $18 or whatever it was to get the thing that you would then have to bring home and put into a machine so that you could hear it. Um, it would, it was an investment. It was, you know, it's packaging would linger in your room to remind you that you bought it. Um, if you spent your allowance on it, it was like, you couldn't get another thing until you got more allowance. <laughs> so if you didn't love it, you listened to it enough times to fall in love with it because that was the choice yeah. that you had, you know, whereas now, um, and I don't want to sound like a, you know, a, an old curmudgeon or whatever, uh, because there's a lot that's good about now, but you know, I thought I, I, I get into a new record and I listen to it a bunch and then I go to sleep and I wake up the next morning and I open my Spotify or Apple music and there's no, there's nothing there to remind me that I liked it. And, you know, and my memory is not what it was. So like there, I, you know, I've, I've gotten way into albums that I just immediately forget about um, immediately. Yeah. I mean, and it's, and it's like, I have to make some kind of note now to actually, if I really do, I mean, you, you have that heart yeah. on Spotify, but even then I'm like, I don't go and look at my yeah. hearts, but there was something right. about uh, so romantic about these younger days and about your, your memory. And there was so few things and also your parents' yeah. albums and what they got into. Um, this story is a story of you as much as it is, um, uh, the band that you're trying to find or find out what happened to, and just yeah. to remind people, and you say, you know, th this potentially would be the first line on obituary, which I don't think mm -hmm. at this point it is, is that well, you were uh, in the, the wannabe a VJ contest. Um, and of course, like, ah, I'm Jesse, you know, you, you, yeah. Jesse Camp won. Jesse. <laughs> I've worked on it for weeks now. Um, but you, <laughs> You were like, to me, like the second, and you said all your friends, you were, you ditched a wedding that week to watch your blow off a wedding. Yeah. And they watched you lose on MTV. Yeah. Which was uh, the my whole place. family watched me lose. Yeah. It was, you know, I'm so lucky that, you know, Wanna Be VJ was really the first of its kind as far as like televised viewer call in kind of, um, you know, shows to select a person for a specific job, right? Like American Idol was way later and way better funded. And, you know, th this was sort of a pilot for that kind of a thing. And it took place over the course of like three days. Like it was, it was a couple live, it was a couple segments on MTV live on like a Thursday and a Friday and then four <laughs> hours on a Saturday. And that was that. And thank God, you know, like they didn't understand that that kind of thing would take off and, and, and that kind of thing could be, you know, you could really wring a lot of content out of it. Yeah. If it had happened a couple of years later, it would have been 18 weeks long and we'd all be talking about our journey in the contest <laughs> and we'd have to go back to our hometowns and all this kind of stuff that-, that Oh my God, DJ like hometowns now. would be amazing. DJ hometowns. <laughs> yeah, it, it would have been, they would have, you know, things that we now think of as, as reality tropes didn't exist yet, thank God. So this was <laughs> this was just a thing that I, you know- like on a Monday, yeah. I blew off work to stand in line and Saturday, the whole thing was over. So, I mean, that was, in my, that was in crazy. My, in my mind, Dave, I swear to God, it lasted months. In my mind, in what I'm remembering I, back, I a lot of people MTV, tell me that. It, it, for me, it lasted forever. And do a you remember- say that. Do you think like you going into that stuff, did you, did you like, I'm going to lose this? Or, or did you get, this was a big swing for you. Did you get cocky? Like you knew music information. You, you were the guy that I, knew yeah. the stuff. Of, of that group. Definitely. Um, I think, you know, just cause it was, you know, it, it was a, a bunch of like, kind of, kind of big characters. It was like, you know, 
um, people who are either like beautiful or or like kind of characters. Yeah. And uh, and I was definitely the token music nerd in that group. And so that that was good. Going in and seeing once we made like again, I, I went in on a Monday morning to audition, and then Wednesday morning I was like in the top ten, and I had to go back to the studio, and and like meeting the rest of the top ten, specifically seeing Jesse and like and experiencing Jesse, I was like, well, he's going to win, he's going to win, and that's you know I, I was like it would be nice to have that. I think it was like twenty five thousand dollars along with the job. I for sure wanted the job. It would have been nice to have the money, but I thought like, it's probably not going to happen. So what I should do is try to lose well and make as many connections as I could with, you know, with the, the production assistants and with the, with the producers and with the big wigs who, you know, who, you know, the, the station yeah. big wigs were like 28. And, uh, you know, I, I just, I, I felt like take the time, meet all these people, find where you fit in and then just lose well. And, uh, and so, and, you know, luckily that kind of worked out you and there's know? a great, but it, and it did free me to, to like, not, I didn't get nervous. Cause I was like, this isn't going to happen. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to re- try to relax on air and, and, you know, have fun. Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank, but with quince, I get high end versatile pieces at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. Quince has all the must-haves like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, iconic 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow knit activewear. With all Quince items, everything is priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. How do you not love that? So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping and 365-day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. If you're a wine lover like me, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your unique preferences. To start, all you have to do is answer a few quick questions on their website about what flavors that I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé, or a combination. Now, based on my answers, First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored. You guys, I have to tell you, I got a free shipment with them, but I kept my membership going because I liked it so much. I swear to God, I got this great Sangiovese. I got a Malbec. Uh, I did get a Rosé as well because I have a combination and I am loving it. Best of all, I get to choose when I want my box delivered and how often I get new assortments of wine. Being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has its perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. Plus, I get member-exclusive pricing on every order, so you can continue to order the ones that you love. So, join the club today with me and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. 
Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash so good. Tryfirstleaf.com slash so good. Um, there's an oral history that Dave's a part of about uh, of MTV, which I thought was great. I think it was out about a decade yeah. or 12 years ago. Um, mm-hmm. But it is it's such a huge part of our lives. Us pop culture fanatics it was MTV, especially in that time. And you talk about in the podcast. This is why I think your podcast already has so much heart that I want to recommend this so much to people, because you Thank do you. talk about that big swing about like you kept at it afterwards. You lost. But then mm-hmm. you're like, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to make friends like you just said. I'm going to do that. And eventually yeah. they did hire you. Um, and, and were you always like a mover and a shaker as a kid? Or was this like something no. against the grain that you're like, I got to do no. this, even though it's not in my DNA? Oh, yeah. No, it went against every every instinct in my body, every cell in my body was like, just take the L and go home. But, but like, but there was, there was something inside. There was like just a voice inside that was like, overcome your instinct, pretend to be a confident person. Um, like, you know, act like somebody who networks really well, because, you know, I'd had a few years of, of the, the actual, real adult world by that time I had worked <laughs> at an office job and and seen what that was like and how little I could bring to that. And, and I was just, there, there was, there was a, a voice in my head that was just like, it, it, take it like an improv scene, like act like a confident character, push, 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 because it, because I, I knew that if I, if I like held any effort back uh, and it didn't happen, I would be thinking about it for the rest of my life. So I was like, just call too many times, um, be too pushy. If, you know, the two things will happen, they'll either bring you in for a job or they will say, please stop calling me. And I can survive either of those things. But like the, a lifetime of regret would kill me. Man, it's so cool how life presents us with those moments. Those like kind of make or yeah. break moments. And you actually stepped up to that one. And you guys, they have an audio clip of his first, uh, he has to throw to Britney Spears. She was like, co- yeah. she was the host of TRL that day. And I think that was your first thing. And and he says, by it law, was, we yeah, have to bring up Britney Spears in the podcast. That's that's required yeah. legally. Yeah. So. It's 2021. There's a, there's a law in the books now. <laughs> um, yeah, it was um, Britney Spears and Melissa Joan Hart co-hosting together <laughs> for the day and I was out in Times Square. I'd been there for a, a minute by then. That was like, well, whatever. But it was like within the first year for sure. I, it, it's, uh, I don't know. That that just seems like like the halcyon days of actually everything pop culture. I mean, you were like in the midst of like you talk about in the Woodstock 99, the Fred Durst, Kid Rock, boy, like yeah. you had pop music and rock music all like kind of combining in this weird place called TRL and you got to be yeah. there in the front seat. This um, one crazy mainstream. Yeah, it was insane. Uh, Waiting for Impact, the podcast also has amazing guest stars. Uh, Yvette Nicole Brown from Community mm-hmm. shows up. I, can you explain a little bit of how she pops up? Because it's not just, hey, when yeah, you talk to us, weird. you're a pop culture figure. No, it's weird. So this you know, doing this show, investigating Sudden Impact in one way or another is a thing that my friend Scott Gimple and I have been talking about for a long time because we're the two people who remember it. And <laughs> So it was like in our in the early days of our friendship, it was a, a thing that came up, and um, and you know, and it's you know, he went on to be the showrunner of the biggest <laughs> show on television, so that keeps him occupied. <laughs> and I kind of, I'm you know, I'm a freelancer, and I kind of move from thing to thing. And then this has always been one of the projects that I sort of wanted to get moving at some point. And uh, and so 
you know, luckily I did. I, I, um, I mentioned it to Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark who, you know, they were starting their own kind of independent label, their own Biv 10 kind of, uh, <laughs> in the, in the wake of the success of my favorite murder and they, and they were interested. And so we started doing it. And so I, I mean, it really did happen this way where I recording an interview with my friend, Scott, we're both in our respective homes because of COVID. And, uh, and he sends me this video of the East coast family as, which is, has now expanded beyond those initial three bands and, and it encompasses a whole lot of other artists. And we're watching this video and, and like he and Yvette are close because she's a big walking dead fan. And I know her, but it took us, it was the second time through when we were like, wait a minute, hold the phone. That singer named Yvette is grew up to be Yvette Nicole Brown. And we could call her right now. <laughs> we could get like we have our in into the East Coast family now. Like by then, I had done enough digging that I was like, okay, I, I have I have some leads, and I can I can find at least one of these guys. But right around that time, it was like, well, also we have an in, and she keeps in touch with them, and and so or one of them anyway. So, um, so we can kind of you know, person is- by person, track them down. That's the best kind of mashup though. Pop culture, those mashups where you get to have somebody, you know, from community and talking dead and stuff, and, 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 you know, then to be able to see like, Oh my gosh, you, you had a start in an East coast family music video where she sounded amazing. I didn't even sound so good. She's Um, got a great voice. And, and it was like uh, talking to her about it is, is when I realized like this, this is, this show is everything that I was hoping that it would be. And it's going to, it's going to, include everything I was hoping to include. She wanted to be a singer. That's all she wanted. She wanted to be a singer really bad. And she, you know, you know, as you learn, she went and sang for Michael Bivens in a hotel lobby and he signed her to his label. And, and she was like, well, I'm going to be a big, you know, I'm going to be a big pop star. And she's not, you know, she has had to settle for being a wildly successful actress. I'm so sorry. But that. yeah, I know, but it, you know, it, it is, this show is very much about like, making plans and then kind of having to be nimble when they don't pan out. And, and sometimes that's the better move, you know, it certainly was for her. Um, Although, you, you know, she's young. Yeah, that album I mean, by come. the way, wouldn't you love to hear an event Nicole Brown album? Like this, a, yes. I mean, what, I mean, yes. do we, do you go through, I'm assuming this is a yes too, but I've only listened to the first two episodes. Do we get to find out what happened to the East Coast family? All of them, like you, there was even a band you call called White Boys or White Guys White or boys. something. Mm-hmm. White mm-hmm. Boys. I mm-hmm. mean, which is, I mean, we I might, really we might be hearing from them again, Ryan. <laughs> then what about Michael Bivens? Do you do? I mean, do you do track him down? We do. We uh, we sure do try, and whether <laughs> we're successful, you'll just have to wait and see. Um, but yeah, but uh, the the fate of the East Coast family does uh, <laughs> is revealed. Will there, be revealed. I mean, is there any way that there could be a reuniting of the East Coast family because of this podcast? If we get this podcast big enough, if we, I mean, like, Maybe. there should be some kind of uh, premiere, like, or like after party after all 10 episodes air of the East Coast family. Some, some COVID kind safe. of reunion episode, some kind of Andy Cohen style reunion episode. Maybe. Yes. Maybe. Ryan. Maybe. Wow. Who's the Erica Jane yeah. of the East Coast family? That's what I, I need. Well, some I mean, I'm not going to tell you now. You're only two episodes in. <laughs> Um, Gotta uh, say so, uh, when you just as like a geek podcaster question, do you have in mind, like how structured did you have these before you started? Did you, was this always a 10 part series in your head? I, yes, that was, um, yeah, that was the deal that we made. 
And, and then I signed that deal and I was like, well, I really hope there are 10 episodes worth of story here because <laughs> now I'm on the hook. Right. And, and so, um, so I did create a structure for the show just in case there wasn't, you know, just in case we reach out, nobody wants to talk about it. And that's that. And, um, and I, you know, and because there are so many other themes in, in this show, um, I booked a lot of other guests who I, who, you know, people who I know who, um, you know, are, are big and successful now in ways that they couldn't have imagined people that I know who wanted to be traditional pop and rock stars who are doing something completely different now. Um, faces and names from 1991 who you may recognize and know who kind of vanished. Uh, I tracked down. Um, and luckily there is enough story in sudden impact to sustain 10 episodes. So, so it, 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 um, it's, we're doing a lot of different things. I did have to, you know, cut some of my original plan out. Um, but it's, uh, it, you know, it, it is as close to my ideal version of the show as, as I could imagine. Uh, were you in constant geeking out uh, state uh, doing this podcast, talking to the people you got to talk to? I imagine that really yeah. fires you up, like where you're just like, I can't believe I'm doing this because it touches yes. in with that childhood stuff, you know, yes. that young adult. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there are a couple of people I was, that I, that I tracked down who I'm just like, I, I still can't believe that I've just, <laughs> that I just like sat and talked with these, with these people um, like towering figures in my life who, you know, once you know who they are, you'll know who they are and they'll be, and they'll, and they'll bring back memories for you as well. But um, you know, it's, these are people who were big in a time when you could vanish when you could have your moment. And then, you know, if you didn't want to keep pursuing it, or if, if you kind of reached the end of, of your, you know, pop music journey or whatever, then you were gone and you didn't leave a social media account behind. You didn't leave any kind of digital breadcrumbs or anything. It was just, it was over, you know? Um, and so, so it was fun to have to do a little bit of a little bit of investigative work. Um, Um, but yeah, writing for it, was a completely different skill set. Like, the, the how do ever... you write for? I mean, you write articles. Yeah. you've written a book. Like, how do you write yeah. for something like this? Well, you you know you assemble a very good team around you, um, which I did. You know, the the exactly right, which is Karen and George's uh, company, has phenomenal producers. Um, at the beginning, I I will be absolutely straight up. I froze because I I started doing those first few interviews, and it was like. I think I know how I want this to be structured, but I don't know how to write this kind of script. I've never done it before. Uh, my producer who was brilliant had never done it before. And we were both just like, just deadlines whizzing past us. And, and, uh, and we were like, we got it. We need help. So we, we brought another couple of people in just to like teach me how to, how to write to, you know, to, to, uh, sound clips and, and yeah. in and out of, of, um, you know, interviews in, in a, in a, this American life kind of way, uh, you know, it was a very steep learning curve, but now, now I, now that I feel like I know how to do it now, I'm like, okay, what's yeah, next? That's a, well, what's I mean, the, and what's that's, season two, that's exactly it. That's what I was saying. Like, I was really scared to start listening to your podcast, this podcast, because I was like, what if I don't like it? And I like you mm-hmm. so much. And you have oh, this kind thanks. of nervous, you have this nervousness of starting something about pop culture that like, what if I don't agree or what if, and I was yeah. like, immediately got so, so excited. But then I started going like, oh my God, Dave Holmes, they used to have that Leonard Nimoy uh, show, like in search of, 
You know, yeah. I don't know if you remember that, but I was like in search uh-huh. of with Dave Holmes, like you just go yeah. like I, you've had to have like 30 ideas at this point. Right. Like you have. I, I, yeah, I do. Yeah, I have, a, I have a big I have a lot of ideas and not enough time. Okay. Well, I know, but, uh, I know we can't get any of those ideas cause you might use them, sure, but like, sure. um, uh, it, it is one of those things that I was just like, so geeked out over and you okay. guys, once again, that's what I'm saying. This audience is primarily exactly who would love this podcast. I'm telling you, I am guaranteeing you, you're going oh, to freak man. out with some of the pop culture references, even in the first two episodes. I was just like, it, that's what I love about your work, especially is that you make uh, us feel like somebody understands us. I think that is hugely Good. missing. Um, that is, and you give it, you give it respect and I'm really just kissing your ass and I'm so sorry, but I, no, I have to no, say no. it all to you right now since that. I'm talking to you, but um, and that's like, that is, truly the goal, you know? Um, like I said, you know, in 1991, I was in college, right? And I, and I was, um, I was really trying to make myself a practical human being, you know, and it didn't work. And, and it didn't, you know, I I was trying that because I didn't see anybody who, um, was succeeding at doing the kind of thing that I wanted to do, or, or that was like, had oddball interests and, and talents and was making them work or honestly that was gay and out you know what i mean like in the, in the late 80s early 90s you didn't have like it was a big deal to have you know matt on melrose place who like representation was in the, yeah yeah I, I, even though he was like essentially an extra you know what i mean he would like <laughs> walk he would be sitting at the bar in the background of a shop but it was like it was a big deal just to see that you know and and you know because it was so rare and um and that, you know, that drove me nuts for a long time. And it set me, you know, down a lot of wrong paths. And it, you know, I wasted a lot of my one life on this earth trying to do something that I didn't need to try to do. Um, and, and so like so much of what I do is like an attempt to like go back in time and just show something to like the 14 year old version of myself that says like, you know, you know better than you think you do what, what you bring, you know? And, and I think there's, you know, I, I go back home to St. Louis now and I don't, you know, the, the, my friends have kids who are in the old high school that we used to go to. And I don't, I don't think their situation is that different than ours was. So I just kind of want to put stuff out there. That's like, uh, you know, like a lighthouse for the younger, you know, versions of us. Yeah. I mean, and the older is, versions of us, you know, it is, it is one of those things is that like, uh, you know, uh, you do watch your, your friends and your family, they have kids, they have families and there is that kind of like, but then it's like the older you get like, no, this is exactly what I want to be doing. This is exactly, this is what touches my heart. And you see that there is this community of people. And that is, I guess the good thing of social media, as opposed to the many, many bad things that we get with it is that we yeah. are all in touch with each other. And we're all presenting what is really cool and what is great. I've discovered yeah. so many music choices and so many teachers. TV shows and podcasts. Sure. And that's like a family. That is my family, you know? It, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's that is my East Coast sure. family. That's my East Coast family. Great. Great. That's your worldwide <laughs> community. Um, uh, as we yeah, start, I agree. as we start I wrapping agree. up, I don't want to keep you all day. Um, uh, what over COVID, uh, and I know this is probably a deeper question in a way, uh, mm-hmm. kind of moved you in terms of music, TV, movies. We were all in front of our TVs and I got scared that it wasn't having the same yeah. impact since we didn't have lives to go to and come back and enjoy these things. Were there yeah. things that still um, uh, really affected you in terms of pop culture over COVID? 
Um, yeah, let's see. Where did I, um, there's a, a band called Omni, uh, who I love. Uh, I discovered them kind of early lockdown. Um, by, by having night flights, there's a night flight app on, uh, for the Apple TV that you can subscribe to. And oh, is there really? Like, oh yeah. And it's old <laughs> episodes of night flight, sometimes oh with the commercials, <laughs> which is amazing. But then it's also like long blocks of music videos. Like you used to be able to get on TV and, and I saw them and I fell in love with them. They, they, uh, can't recommend them highly enough. Omni. There's also a rapper named Omni. Um, so <laughs> please, choose carefully. Guys, please, please. Yeah. Um, and, and then honestly, like kind of, you know, the rest of the time when we, uh, my partner and I were both so busy because, you know, uh, we both, um, at least used to count on a certain degree of like live performance or like productions or whatever to like, you know, provide a, a chunk of our income. And that went away in the blink of an eye. And, uh, and it was like, well, we just got really, you know, we gotta, we gotta work. Yeah. And, uh, and so we, so we were both busier than ever, which is I'm grateful, but by the time, you know, by the time the day would end and we would have a cocktail and make dinner, it was like, I don't want to think about anything at all. Um, so we chose some, I mean, aside from like Ted Lasso, which I really yeah, love. Yeah. Um, we really went for, you know, the bachelor franchise and we, really? you know, you went that oh, dark. Yeah. You went that dark. Why did you, watch, yeah, did always, you just watch bachelor in paradise? Did I? Oh my yeah. gosh. I mean that I love that because they really have these people like convinced that this is how you find love. Like they're, they're so, it's they're so crazy. on that Island. They really yeah. think this is how you do it. I love it. Yeah. It's, it is. Um, yeah. It's kind of like a, a group delusion. Yes. Uh, that they really buy and into it. They buy and it into really it. does seem to be real. Like I know Nick Vile a little bit in real life and like, <laughs> and I, and I just pepper him with questions about it because I'm like, come on, you're not really falling in love with these people. And he's like, kind of are i mean it's yeah. just you know it's they say they keep them in a room away it. from their phones and stuff like that and they're like their that's phones. all they pepper you with is this image of this person you and you start buying into it yeah you can't get a good night's sleep you <laughs> you know you're drunk a lot of the time um yeah it really will mess you up and it's it's terrible it's a terrible way to treat human beings but it's fascinating to watch <laughs> um <laughs> also we have um because we were lucky enough to have like a, a backyard area um, uh, Ben, my partner set up a, uh, projection area. So all through it, we were able to like entertain our friends cause we have an outdoor space Yeah, and, and we would, um, and still do like plug a tablet into the projection thing, create a collaborative YouTube playlist, send the link out to everyone who's oh, in the backyard. Awesome. And then we just sort of all collaborate on, you know, it's old music videos. It's old, you know, Saturday night live sketches. It's weird old commercials. It's, you know, just whatever. I will pay but for that list. Come on. Can we pay for okay. that list of that YouTube? Okay. Like, I mean, that uh -huh. is, we would, I mean, that's us geeks want that I list. Think I have a couple of them saved on, on my YouTube. If you follow me on YouTube, I got to go follow you on YouTube. I think a couple of them are saved. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's been really fun, but yeah, no, I'm sure there's a whole lot of like, you know, I keep hearing squid game is great. And I'm like, no, no, yeah, not but now. But isn't that what pop culture is? I said the same thing of like, no way, no way. And then I turned it on and I'm like, okay, yeah, I got to watch it. And I liked it. Okay. But then it's like yeah. almost frustrating because you're like, well, this is, I'm like, I'm programmed to have to like this. Like you get confused about pop know. culture now, you know? I think you dig a it. A little like, bit. Yeah. A little bit. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just, I, I just know that the, that the time is not right for that particular piece of entertainment for me. Um, but, uh, but, you know, perhaps uh, someday. 
what okay so uh waiting for impact the podcast 10 episodes mm-hmm. you can get everything on stitcher pretty premium if you want to go now i think they even do a 30-day free trial so they you, do w- you cannot wait promo code impact if you go to stitcherpremium.com slash impact use the promo code impact uh when you choose a monthly plan and you get uh, 30 free days which is plenty of time to get through all 10 episodes i know i'm, I'm gonna saying. be using I'm not that saying today. that you should cancel right away but you can if you want <laughs> um and what is next you have the uh the podcast with uh matt mcconkey i believe yeah uh, yeah Ophelia, which yeah. is uh amazing uh what else Thank is you. in store for you that we have to be on the lookout for well um you know i, I i'm i'm still you know writing for esquire a couple times a week on on the website i now have a, a column in the in the print uh magazine which is exciting and uh so i'm doing you know that's keeping me that's keeping me more plugged into the world than I should be. Um, but <laughs> it's, you it's, be, you know, it's that I want to be, but it's, uh, it's still a fun job. And, uh, you know, I, uh, follow me on Twitter or Instagram at Dave Holmes. I will not be shy about shilling new product products. Oh, and, they, uh, uh, party of along. ones on Amazon books right now. I believe it's like it a is. really great price point of like $10 perfect Ooh. stocking stuffer for your pop culture lover. I'm telling oh, these good. guys everything to buy uh, in terms of holidays, but it fits right into the stocking, the paperback. Um, great. But, uh, Dave Holmes, this is the two year anniversary of this podcast. And I am hey, congratulations. So nervous to reach out to you. You really are a true hero of mine. So thank oh. you. Thank you. Thank you for all thank that you, you do. Uh, you thank really you have given much. me so much of a voice. So uh, I thank you. And you guys waiting for impact is the podcast. Go subscribe, go leave a review, go to Stitcher premium, all of that jazz. And hopefully you'll come on the line, uh, come on the back on the pod down the line. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'd love to. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series. From shows like Kid Nation, CBS weird Lord of the Fly style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery+. Plus. We will get back to the excitement in just a second, folks, but I wanted to... Uh to talk about some products that are advertising on So Bad It's Good this week. And we love products that are advertising on So Bad It's Good. And these are both places that have sent me uh, samples. And you know, I love me some samples. And this first one, I had never, I know CBD is all the rage. I know that, but I had never tried it for some reason. Uh, and I've tried it and I love it. And I want to tell you about this company, Papa and Barkley. Um, so CBD and their products, they help with general pains, stresses, or restlessness. Um, and a all of us, I mean, that's where I'm like, yes, all of us listeners have all of those. I have knee pain. I have now back pain. I have pain pain. You know how stressed I am. I'm restless all of the time. And got to tell you folks, you know, I always talk about melatonin and then I have melatonin dreams and I got to stop it because it's really scary. 
I haven't been having melatonin dreams. CBD is not giving me melatonin dreams, and I am so here for it. So let's talk about all the benefits of CBD for a second, um, because it is hard to find reliable products. Uh, Papa and Barkley creates award-winning CBD solutions for pain, stress, sleep, and everyday wellness. And unlike less effective CBD brands, they have an unmatched, clean, chemical-free, whole plant process with proven results. So my experience, they sent uh, me a bunch of products. They sent me uh, the Papa and Barkley Relief Double uh, Drop Strength Lemongrass. Um, they sent me the Relief Pain Balm. They sent me the drops. And they come in uh, just like this little, I don't want to say tincture, <laughs> like, like Shannon Bedore. Uh, but it's like just drops you can put under your tongue and then let dissolve or pills or, or bomb. Like I put the, um, they have this, uh, this pain bomb and I put it on the right side of my knee where it kills and it actually, it made it feel better. I mean, it's just as simple as that. And I don't know why I didn't try any of this stuff. I've heard about this for years and just never, never tried it. And now I feel like why this has always been there. Um, I only have so many free, free products and then I'm actually going to have to buy this stuff myself. So, uh, Papa, and Barkley founder Adam Grossman created the groundbreaking relief balm to ease his father's debilitating back pain. So from that powerful homemade balm that I was talking about, Papa and Barkley has expanded to a full line of topical balms, oils, tinctures, and capsules, all made with 100% natural clean ingredients and whole plant full-spectrum CBD. So today, they are the number one cannabis wellness company in California, and with their new CBD relief line, they can ship nationwide. Their CBD relief balm delivers hours of comfort with simple, plant-based ingredients. In an at-home use test with over 300 participants, users reported a 40% reduction in daily discomfort in just one week of using the balm. Uh, I am actually not one of those 300, but I can attest to that. So the award-winning CBD oil Relief Drops is their fastest metabolizing daily wellness option for easing daily stress, discomfort, and supporting a good night's sleep. Papa and Barkley is on a mission to improve lives through CBD in its purest, cleanest form possible. So right now, go to papaandbarkleycbd.com slash sobad for 20% off your first purchase. That's huge, 20%. That's 20% off for new customers at P-A-P-A and B-A-R-K-L-E-Y cbd.com slash so bad. I tell you, I'm not joking. I am getting my parents this uh, for their stocking stuffer. Um, yeah, they get stocking stuffer, so what? Uh, the next uh, company is called Uncommon Goods, you guys. So if you're on a mission to be the best gift giver ever this year, uh, it's. I hope... People are on that mission for me, but uh, I gotta get I gotta get better at, at this. And uncommon goods is where I start, you know. But it is never too early to start crossing people off your holiday shopping list. So whether you're shopping for mom, dad, teenagers, in laws, or your best friends, uncommon goods make it easy to find remarkable and truly original gifts for anyone. Uncommon Goods wants your holiday season to be stress-free, so check out their selection of thousands of items today. So here are my few of my favorite gifts that I have found on the site so far. Okay, so this is really cool. They have the website Uncommon Goods. They have it in sections, so like mail, 
uh, no, sorry, women, men, kids, teens, dad, mom. And so I just clicked on men because I'm a man, man pretty much. And um, so, okay, they have a glass topper cocktail smoker that helps with like, like it's like when you're making drinks, like when you're like Tom Sandoval at Sir, this is the glass topper cocktail smoker. It looks so cool. I want that. They have a make your own hot sauce kit. Uh, they have a nitro cold brew coffee maker, you guys. I am, you know how I like cold brew. I'm trying to cut down, but it, this is a cold brew maker. You have a grilled personal pizza maker. I'm telling you, I believe there's like 96% female listen to this audience. And if you guys have husbands or boyfriends, I'm telling you, this is place. They have a portable campfire. They have a, they have a Mars dust globe. It's like a snow globe with Mars dust. Yeah, I'm a geek. They have baseball park map pint glasses. I'm not into sports, but I love pint glasses, and they have them. They have baseball stadium blueprints framed. I'm telling you, I've seen your guys watch sports on your Instagram stories. They are going to love this stuff, and not just for guys. Like I said, they have it for women. They have it for kids. Uh, this place is dope as hell, and I want you to check it out. So who knows what holiday shopping will look like this season? Uh, it's very different every year now, the last couple of years. But the unique gifts at Uncommon Goods can sell out fast. So shop now. Get it taken care of early. Um, no matter what they are into, your friends, your family, Uncommon Goods has the perfect gift. From art and jewelry to kitchen, home, and bar, Uncommon Goods has something for everyone. Not the same lackluster gifts you could find just anywhere. Uncommon Goods looks for products that are high quality, unique, and often handmade or made in the U.S. They have the most meaningful, out-of-the-ordinary gifts anywhere. And with every purchase you make at Uncommon Goods, they give back $1 to a non-profit partner of your choice. They've donated more than $2.5 million to date. To get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com slash so bad. That's uncommongoods.com slash so bad for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods, we're all out of the ordinary. Uh, we're all out of the ordinary. I love that. And I'm seriously, you guys, I geeked out on their website. Just go check out their website. I think you're going to find stuff that you like. And now, back to the show. Oh my gosh. I, I, it... The commercials this week was recorded. All my presets on all my audio were so messed up because of that Beverly Hills recap I did on Friday when I didn't have the dongle. If you guys are faithful listeners to the show, you know what I'm talking about. But uh, that's why that sounds so echoey. So we finally got the sound back in, in, in a working condition, I believe. It's just those commercials uh, are a little echoey and, uh, we'll be done with those on Friday. You guys, how hard did I scare Dave Holmes? Huh? How, how much do you think he, I uh, know, but honestly, dude, that God, I can't tell you, you know, that, that dude's a hero of mine for real. And it's all right to have heroes. It's cool. It's good, man. That's like, gives me something to strive for. He, and he looked so cool. Scott, I mean, I, and he, and you could tell he had this cool office and he had like framed pictures, but I think there was one of like CBGBs in the back. And I was just kind of like, man, I want to hang out with you. Like, you know, like I was just like, damn, God, you're a cool person. Love it. Love it. You guys, you know, who's not cool people, the cast of Bravo's winter house. I'm just, I'm just kidding. 
I'm just joshing you. They are, they're very cool people that want to destroy their livers on TV. And I am all here for it. You know what? Somebody said, I don't like Winter House because it is very different than the Housewives. It's a whole different vibe. And what I say to that, I get you. I feel you. But I'm going to say I like it and it's needed. I'm going to say that these kind of mashup shows that are a little bit younger, <clears throat> a little bit more painful to watch because it harkens back to days that we've destroyed our liver. We need this kind of drunken buffoonery. We need Austin Kroll in a turtleneck trying to hook up eight different ladies at once. We need that because it's so dumb. We need shows that are so dumb. We're coming off a season where Erica Jane was part of something potentially that stole money from orphans and widows. And Jen Shaw stole money from your grandmothers and grandfathers. Of course, we do need people hooking up in a jacuzzi and fighting over bedrooms. My God, we need it more now than ever, don't you think? This is what I've signed up for. So when I watched it on Wednesday, the premiere, it was a, it was a wave of joy. I was like, wow, wow, nothing is happening here. And everything is happening here at the same time. I remember when reality shows used to be simple. Remember when you used to watch the real world and they would have that scene every first episode about fighting over the bedrooms. And this whole episode was a the whole main through line of this episode was fighting over bedrooms and I am here for it. My God. Amazing. Amazing. Kyle pissing in the wind, kicking bottles over, being a drunk buffoon. I'm here for it. Uh, you, 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 you got people hooking up in a jacuzzi, you know, and the only reason we're not worried is because we know the heat of the jacuzzi will kill any of the cooties coming off of their bodies. And we, we got a front row seat for all of this. But guys, don't worry. They're only there for 18 days in Stowe, Vermont. So it's going to be over before we know it. So just sit back and enjoy the ride. Don't bitch. Don't complain. But let's have a good deal of fun with this, can we? So we start off episode one and we have like kind of this overview as we do of the season we hear Kyle go, men and women of Stovermont. And we see snow, kids partying. We come here to party. He also throws the word dingleberries in there, so we know he's a doofus. And then we get this season on Winter House, and we see shots of dogs, people making snow angels, skiing, snow fight, kissing in hot tubs, spraying things with champagne. And then we hear Sierra go, I'm so single. Uh, and then Paige is like, unless someone blows you out of the water, then we see Andrea. He's the Italian dude that was on the podcast two weeks ago. We see his abs. We see him kissing Paige, which is like, whoa, didn't she with Craig now? Who's also in this show? Who knows? Then we see Lindsay from Summer House and we see, um, uh, we see one guy make up with her. I don't even know what that note is. Then we see Austin and Sierra kissing. Sierra's from Summer House. Austin's the guy who's a douchebag that's on Summer Southern Charm. Then we see Lindsay and Austin hooking up. Then we see Lindsay and Austin bed in Austin's bed. And he's like, stay. And she's like, I will stay. Then we see Paige crying. Then we see Kyle hitting, um, uh, hitting something in the, the hot tub. Oh no, no, Gabby, the new girl Gabby goes, Kyle was hitting on me in the bathtub. And then we see Amanda crying. And then Austin says, please tell me you haven't moved on. I don't know what that's about. And then, um, and then Lindsay going, I'm falling in love with you, Austin, which I was like, vomit central, bro. And then we see Paige go three girls fighting over Austin Kroll. I'm just confused. I'm with you, 
Paige. I'm with you. And by the way, I want to shout out Paige here. It's very hard to do a show without your best friend, Hannah. But I got to tell you, smartest move she could have done. We're finally going to get to know Paige. And I got to tell you, she's funny. She's a funny girl. She knows her way around a joke. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to begrudge her that. Like, she's really good with the joke, period. So the preview ends with Kyle pissing in the snow. And then all of a sudden we see on the screen, bomb, 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 Chiron, 16 days left of vacation, Stowe, Vermont, Friday, 12.52 p.m. We see Paige and Sierra in a car. Underneath Paige's name, it says fashion contributor. Um, and then... <laughs> Um, uh, then we see Amanda and Kyle, um, in their car driving to Stowe, Vermont. And Amanda's like, how many do we have? And Kyle's like 12. And then, uh, we find out from Paige and she's like, I invited my friend Julia. She's bringing Andrea and, uh, and this other girl, Gabby. And Paige says, I stalked his Instagram. Ah, she's so dreamy. And she goes, Everyone Julia's bringing is single. Then we cut to Austin and Craig, and uh, Austin goes, and Stowe it begins, because Stowe, Vermont, you know, he loves his puns. Later on in the episode, he goes, uh, he makes a joke about his, oh, he goes, call me the quad father, because he was putting on ski pants over his quadriceps. And I'm like, you can sit the fuck down, you know what I'm saying? You're going to pull a quadricep joke with me? No, no, no. So he goes, and stow it begins. And Craig, Craig goes, how can anything go wrong? And I got to tell you, the dialogue between any of these guys in this show, you always imagine it, comma, brother, like, like, uh, how can anything go wrong, brother? You know, like <laughs> any guy line in the show, you can just picture it, them growing out of like, and stow it begins, brother. You can call me the quad father, brother. <laughs> and uh, then we go back to Kyle in the car with Amanda. He goes, I was on skis before I could walk, babe. I've been bringing up 10 guys for the last 10 years here in Stowe, Vermont. And we'd party so hard that I'd be like, oh, fuck, I can't do it again. But then a week would pass and be like, that's sick. Let's do it again. Uh, Austin and Craig get to the house at first and they get to be the first to check out all the rooms. And that is a huge. You always want to be the person that gets to the rooms first, right? You always want to be that person. So Austin Craig checking out the house. Uh, Austin goes, I'm, I'm newly single for the three months now. Uh, I was with Madison. And then we have a clip of Madison like, Madison, I love you so much. It hurts. And Madison going, you're not the one for me. Okay. You're not. Because she had that whole thing with Alex Rodriguez, the baseball player that then uh, this happened. And then Ben Affleck and J-Lo it paved the way for them to happen, which would be great if Ben Affleck could show up to Winter House and take Austin out to say thank you for this whole situation. But Austin was also the guy that at 7.30 in the morning, we have a videotape of him online, of him pushing down his boner when he's like, Madison, I wasn't having a threesome, Madison. What? No, they fell onto my bed together. Madison. Because she came over at 7.30 in the morning. And people are like, she shouldn't have come over that early. And I'm like, okay, so what? She did. There were still two girls in bed with him. Like one girl, you know, it's still not great. Two girls, we've got a problem. You know what I'm saying? And also on top of that, he's got morning wood. You know, and you could be like, well, it's morning. But also there's two girls in his bed. Let's put two. Let's not be dumb here. You know? So 
Uh, so, uh, Kyle says, um, (laughs) so, uh, Austin goes, you know, I want to be up here and I want to, you know, hang with my friends, touch butts, go snowboarding and drink our faces off. And Austin goes, I'm going to regret this. And Craig says, I'm going to go shovel so we can like um, uh, do snow activities. Gabby, this new chick, walks in and everybody's like, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. And she's like, can I can I ask a favor and have you guys help with my bags? I got to tell you, Gabby seems like a real sourpuss. I don't. And also, I got to tell you, she's of non-discriminant origin. At times, I thought she might be British or Australian. And then at times, I just thought she might be sullen. And just depressive. You know what I'm saying? It could be either. She could be American. But if she's American, she's just a depressed American. She seemed very attitude-y. We all know. It was a kind of a Katie Maloney type. And I hate to say that because Katie is winning me over this season. But you know the type, you know? And um, they were like, uh, Craig and Austin were like, where are you coming from, babe? New York? And uh, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, the bags, the pink one, the gold one, the Chanel one. Um She's like, I'm friends with Julia. Julia missed her flight. And Gabby's like, do I just pick a room? And Craig says, ah, I don't know. And Craig's like, yo, but what I do know is we got these sleds that are built for firewood, but we can launch down this hill. That's what I need. And then Amanda and Kyle come in, comes in the door and Kyle goes, hello. And Austin and Craig, you can tell they're like drinking whiskey. Just looked like it. They were just there in sweaters drinking whiskey. And Austin says, you know, I haven't seen Kyle since two summers ago at the summer house. Uh, and Kyle lets us know, you know, my parents met here in Stowe and his family only lives a couple miles, a uh, couple miles away. And he says the whole family skis until I met Amanda. Way to throw your lady under the bus. We get the uh, Chiron up. This is 4.15 p.m. Sierra and Paige walk into the house and they're like, this is so great. This is so great. And Paige says, look at that view. And then Sierra hops on Amanda. They're all buddy-buddy. Because remember, when the summer house broke up, you know, you were on the downfall of Hannah. We had had the reunion. I didn't know where we were, but I got to tell you, it also behooves Sierra to be playing this game away from Hannah. I already like Sierra 30% more because of this. And then Austin's like, hey, I'm Austin. I'm Austin. I don't know. How to do it. Hey, I'm Austin to Sierra. And he goes, let's hug it out. All bros want to hug it out, man. I think Chris Farley started that in Tommy Boy or something like, oh, brothers don't shake hands. Brothers hug. Um, and then everybody, and this is so, I'm um, like, I love group settings like this where they're like, First things first, let's do a shot. And then we're like, let's do tequila or vodka. Okay. And then Sierra's like all in it. She's like, best vacation ever. You better get drunk. You better get ducked up. And Gabby is just sitting there with a puss on her face. Like, okay, Gabby, I'm sorry. Okay. Why don't you go poop in a corner then? And then Paige says, okay, let's split up rooms. What if Sierra and I had the master? And then uh, she goes, "Uh uh-oh, look at non-confrontational Amanda, because they're all down checking out the rooms and Amanda's there. And uh, 
the guys are sledding at this time and the girls are talking to Gabby who's in there as well. And they're like, are you single? And Gabby says, yes. Paige says, yes. Amanda said, I can be. (laughs) Craig, you guys, is with Natalie. And Natalie, we find out, is going to Park City and then Switzerland while the time he is in the winter house. And we know now that Craig is with Paige. So I don't know if we see the dissolution of their relationship during this season, but how exciting because we see Paige trying to get up all on Andrea, the, the Italian dude with the abs, win. And at one point we see Craig with his shirt off, like in the bed, and he's got a little bit of a gut. And I'm not saying that to make fun because I got a, a lot of a bit of a gut. And, um, but I was like, wow, interesting. Because like Craig is a super good looking dude. But I wonder how you go from Paige liking Andrea to liking Craig. You know, it's interesting. Uh, Kyle uh, says about Craig's girlfriend, Natalie, how bougie that she's going everywhere. Uh, we keep cutting back and forth between the girls and the guys. It's like summer loving from Greece. Like, tell me more. Tell me more. Did you get very far? Tell me more. Tell me more. I'm going to sled down the shoot a bop bop, shoot a bop bop, shoot a bop bop snow. Um, Paige says, well, I've been hopping around town, going on multiple date dates. I've been ghosted a couple of times. I've ghosted a couple of people myself. And um, first off, I got to say, who ghosts Paige? What guy, what guy shows up? I mean, like, here's the deal. Paige is not my type, but she, I mean, you know, she's a good looking girl, right? Like, we can all be grown ups and say, she's a good looking girl. Who's ghosting Paige? Like, honestly, like, I... It, it really has kept me up the last week because I'm like, it, it, that has to be a lie. That has to be something like, oh, I want to say something funny on camera because I've definitely ghosted people. Can I say people have ghosted me? Um, it's just weird. So Jason, a new guy, comes in. Guess what? A model. He also works for a nonprofit organization, but I also think he's a model. Um, and he's like, is Julia here? And uh, she's like, no, he's not going to come in tomorrow. They're all doing shots again. I love it. I got to tell you, it might not be that fun to talk through it with you guys, but it's fun to watch people do shots. It just is. That's the rule. Um, Jason says, I'm really surprised that she hasn't introduced me to everyone before or told me that Julia had all these hot friends. And um, the producer is talking to him in a talking head and uh she goes, you got, you're always looking for the unicorn girl. He's like, I sure am. And then Andrea, the Italian dude pulls up in the car and we find out they call him the Italian stallion. And the girls are out there when he comes out and he double kisses Paige, like, and then he double kisses Sierra. And Paige is like, hold it for a second. All the girls are just lusting after him. It's so sad. He's not a piece of meat. I hate when women treat men like this. I mean, we are more than just our asses and our balls and our cocks, you guys. It is so sad. And I just want women to quit it. We are tired of being um, victimized with your eyes. We're tired of that. I'm just joking. Uh, So new scene. Uh, Sierra says... um, to Paige about uh, the, the, no, it's like from commercial break, we come back. Sierra says, uh, oh my God, Paige, call uh, call your mom. Tell her to book the venue. You guys are getting married. He's talking about Andrea. Andrea walks in. He's like, hey, hello, my name is Andrea. I'm Italian. No, uh, you wanted the pizza, the rigatoni, the spicy meatballs. And Kyle's like, I'm Kyle. Nice to meet you. Did you already walk past all those girls? And you could tell Kyle's already shit-faced. And I'm like, 
We've got action, folks. Kyle is drunk. And then we go back to the cars and Sierra's like, I wonder if he likes brown girls. Game over, bitch. Then we go back to Andrea and Kyle's like, did they give you a warm welcome? And he's like, yes, we hugged, we kissed, we touched the privates. And Kyle's like, really? And he's like, yeah, I kiss on the right cheek and I kiss on the left cheek. And then we go back to Paige and she's just breathing heavily like she's like, because uh, 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 she's so inspired by Andrea's beauty. Then we go to Andrea and are talking and he goes, I'm originally from Verona, Italy, where Romeo and Juliet, my dream is to find an American girl and move back to Italy. So I'm kind of excited to meet some beautiful girls in the winter house. Gabby comes in and jumps on Andrea and Kyle's like, wait, so you guys... You guys don't know, know each. You guys know each other, and the other dude, Jason, and uh, Andrea's like, you know, yeah. I mean, Gabby know each other through modeling. Can you imagine? We're all models. All these beautiful people in one house, and they're like, but all three of us know Julia. And we go back outside, and Paige goes, I feel like my husband is inside now, so I gotta go. And then finally, Luke pulls up, and I gotta tell you, Luke comes out, he immediately has a hockey stick in his hand, and it's like, Luke, never change. I was sad to see no guitar, because in Summer House, Luke had the guitar he brought with him, and so we got the classic suit and tie, hair slicked back, where he would just get drunk and then go back to his room in his, like, boxer briefs and go, suit and tie, hair slicked back, and he would just strum his guitar and we don't have that we just you can't play guitar with a hockey stick unless you're really good um sierra goes lukey and hugs him which kind of warmed my heart because remember they left off the season very poorly so i was like good hannah's not here you're friends again interesting um austin meets luke and like what's up bro what's up bro to you bro 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 what's up bro what's up bro and then luke goes cold weather is my elephant <laughs> cold weather <laughs> cold weather is my element i like snow sledding i like snows tapping i like shoe i like snowshoes i like hockey i like he just named a bunch of snow activities he goes i like to tap trees for maple syrup <laughs> and the producer's like would you rather tap trees than a tap a lady and he goes no i'd much rather get laid than tap a maple tree thank you luke for your honesty uh amanda goes we have to figure out rooms Lindsay and julia isn't here yet and that's what i'm talking folks we don't need stealing from orphans and widows. All we need is let's talk about rooms. For me, there is so much tension and mystery in that. We don't need Lisa Rinna throwing people under the bus right and left. All we need is which room did you get? That's a bigger room. I'd like that room. In fact, I would love it if the show was just called Rooms. Where's your room? That could be like, it's like rooms. And then underneath the tagline is, where's your room? Um, so uh sierra goes well me and Paige, we were thinking about taking the master but we also bought brought pizzas and pasta for dinner and i gotta tell you sierra has really found her voice she's talking a lot in this episode Paige goes yeah i i we want the primary bedroom i'll share it with sierra and kyle's like i can't believe you said that Paige." But like, what? And Austin says, well, Craig and I did already take our room. And Paige says, yeah, which was rude. And Kyle says, can I make this simple? And Craig goes, I have, I, I have a room. No one is going to kick me out of my room. And Amanda's head is in her hands like, oh, brother. And Luke says, 
I don't even have a room. I just got here with my hockey sticks. And Sierra says, let's give Luke a tour. And all of a sudden, the rumors are going really quick. And Kyle says, I have never dealt with a more hostile group over bedrooms. And Austin goes, really? Really? Well, I, you know, I'm not going to go and arm wrestle over rooms, Austin says. And Kyle says, I'm going to lay down the law. We are taking the primary bedroom, me and Amanda. And Amanda's like, oh, and Craig and Austin are just watching this go down in the kitchen. Um, and Andrea is um, helping Paige with her boxes. She's like, hey, Andrea, I'll help you with your boxes. Well, Paige, you like the box? Uh, you like the box? Uh, you like the box in the side? And she shipped all of her clothes, you guys. There's a lot of boxes. It's like, what the fuck, man? Just run through an Old Navy. Pick 10 things. You're good for 18 days. Let's move on. Um, so Andrea's finding his room. Everybody's like picking rooms. We go to commercial. We come back. Kyle's fighting with Amanda and he's like, which bedroom did you put us in, babe? We go to Paige and Paige says, you know, they just need to find one with a bathroom and a closet. We already found ours. Paige goes, oh my God, I'm putting out my clothes right now. Sierra, look, look, I like looking at my clothes. It makes me happy to look at pretty things. And we see girls just complimenting other girls. And I got to tell you, this brings up a larger conversation where I said um, idiotically a couple weeks ago that I said, hey, let's cut out all the scenes in Bravo where women compliment other women. It takes too long. We get it. You all look pretty. In fact, I would almost just rather you call out people that look ugly and be like, whoa, you really missed the mark. I thought that could be entertaining, but the compliments we don't need to see. And I got a lot of mail saying, Ryan, you're an idiot. And I'll tell you why. And I really love this explanation. Um, and I wrote that. I forgot. I wrote down a longer uh, thing, but I obviously don't have it with me. But it was basically like women put a lot, and I'm telling primarily women right now. But what I liked was that they pointed out women put so much time and effort into their looks and men are idiots. And we do not appreciate nearly enough the beauty of women, the specific things that a woman woman does to get ready. So their girlfriends will notice that. They'll point out all of those things like, oh, like they use the blending of the makeup. Oh, look at your contouring. Like, guys, I like to compliment a lady if I know they would like to compliment it, you know, but at the same time, you don't want to come off creepy. But at the same time, I could never compliment about contouring. I don't know about contouring from Adam. So I wouldn't know what I was doing. You know what I'm saying? So that was a fascinating thing. So I got to apologize for that comment from weeks ago because now it makes sense. And now it's kind of like, well, that's really sweet. Girls helping other women. Women supporting other women. Kyle says, I'm over the shit. And he kicks a 12 pack into the front door and bottles break. And Amanda's like, Kyle, he goes, I'm over this shit. And Austin says, Kyle's getting hammered. I love it. And Paige says, you're being ridiculous. This isn't a frat house. We go to commercial. We come back and Luke is surveying the broken beer bottles from the front door kick from Kyle. And he's like, oh, damn, those are good beers, bro. And Kyle comes in with some packages. He's like, I'm fine, Amanda. I'm fine. And Austin is, sit Austin is sitting with Sierra and he goes, fine. <laughs> I'll share a room with you if I have to. Like he throws that joke out there. So all of a sudden Austin's the funny guy. Believe me, I've done this bit before. 
doesn't I'm not nearly as tall as Austin or pretty, so you know, fuck you, Austin. Haha. Solid joke, I guess. And Sierra's like, hey, yeah, I don't want to twist your arm. And we see the old Austin charm. And then Andrea's like, Amanda, do you want to uh, help in the kitchen with the pizza and the pasta? And Kyle is sitting with Austin now in another room, and they're listening to Andrea speak, and he's like, he's so fucking suave. And then Austin goes, until he bangs my girlfriend. And Kyle's like, who's your girlfriend? He goes, I don't have one. Interesting uh, dialogue there, if you really pay attention to it. Um, Craig is in the other room with Jason and Gabby in the kitchen, and they're now into red wine, and Craig is cheersing with the wine. And he goes, this is fruity and fun about the, <laughs> the wine. <laughs> Craig saying this is fruity. By the way, I want a Craig pillow that says this is fruity and fun stitched on it. And Craig goes, I absolutely love meeting new people and fun people, and I'm so glad you're here. And Gabby goes, no, I'm so happy I met you guys first, uh, to be honest. And a talking head, Gabby goes, I'm an introvert who goes who goes without their best friend when they're an introvert to a new house with all these people? Apparently, uh, me. And this is going to be a lot to handle for me. And this is another thing I love about Summer House. They brought it over to Winter House is the four box camera structure. So we see four boxes with different action happening in each box. And I'm like, ooh, look at the left box. Ooh, look at the bottom right. Ooh, look at the top right. Ooh, look at the bottom left. It's very, very exciting. And uh, the phone rings. Austin picks up and it's Lindsay. And Austin goes to his room. He goes, Lindsay. Oh, this room situation. People are being nuts. And then Lindsay's all flirting. It's like, don't sweat the small stuff. Forget about it. She's trying to do a bad Italian Sopranos thing. Like, forget about it. Like, trying to make him smile. And I'm like, vomit. Um, And you can see she already likes him. And I'm like, ugh. She, and Austin just giggles like a schoolgirl. She's like, she goes, forget about it. And Austin goes, hee. And he goes, you look good, babe. You look all white and shit. Because she's in a white turtleneck or white hoodie or something. Um, and she goes, yeah, just um, before I launch into full vacation mode. Austin in the talking head goes, hey, I can't wait for my girl Lindsay to get here. Lindsay is also a chaotic mess. But, you know, that's fine because she's my chaotic mess. We talk all the time. Been there with Madison. You know, she's been there through all my Madison bullshit. And we see a flashback at Summer House, which we didn't see in the actual season of Summer House, where she's in her bedroom talking to Austin, going like, yeah, he did a PowerPoint to me. And Austin going, whoa, I don't even know how to do a PowerPoint. But honestly, I, it would break my heart to see a lady that dumped me talking about the PowerPoint I made for her to a fucking D-bag like Austin. You know what I'm saying? It's so, ah, uh, kills me that not everybody's going to like me in this world. You know, it kills me, kills me. Uh, but then Austin really upset me and he goes, hey, now I'm single and now Lindsay's single. And I don't know what's going to happen, but let's go. And then he gets off the phone with her. He goes, love you. And she goes, love you. And I'm like, Ugh. so um, everybody's sitting down at the table to eat now. And Kyle is more trash than he was before. And he goes, if you could get me the vinaigrette with the balsamic and the dressing, that would be great. And he goes, belches. He goes, Ugh. and Luke goes, Kyle, why don't you sit across from your fiance? And Amanda goes, no, I'm good. We see each other a lot. And Luke asks, who all knows how to snowboard? And Craig goes, well, Austin is the best one out of everybody here. 
And Pedro goes, like, I'm more of an awkward skier. And Andrea goes, it's the first time I'm going to ski in the States. I uh, used to ski in the Alps, you know. And so tomorrow is a ski day for the dudes. Andrea goes, hey, if the ladies are alone back from the ski, I maybe stay with the ladies. Paige, we look and see, has wine mouth. And she goes, if you stay, maybe I'll stay. And Craig says, um, my women's studies teacher always asked this amazing question. Would you give up for the rest of your life wine or cheese? And Craig goes, that's the best question I was ever asked. And Paige goes, cheese. And Craig goes, yes, that's the right answer. You would never give up cheese. You would give up blowjobs. And I love that you're like, yeah, these guys wind up together. So they're just like fucking eating cheese in bed and not blowing each other, obviously. I'm so sorry. This is a family show. We all know that. Um, And uh, Austin goes, you're crazy, Craig. You're an idiot. And Craig is like, a thousand percent. That's the right answer. And Craig says, you know, anyways, I'm actually usually waiting for the blowjob to end just so I can have real sex after that. I feel like at this point we're finding out a little bit too much about everybody. I'm here for it, but I don't know if I can like, I don't want by the third episode of like, she put two fingers in my butt and I loved it. Like, I don't, I I, want to stop here. You know, like, let's go back to Kyle saying stupid shit. And Kyle says something stupid right here. He drunkenly interrupts. He goes, first of all, I love cheese. I also love boobs. And then Austin goes, I love giving oral sex more than receiving also, gross, Austin. Didn't need to know. Thanks for playing. Get back to fucking wherever you're from. Get back to Madison. There's a shot of Sierra, though, taking that in and going, ooh, he goes down on. Also, how hard? It's not hard to go down on a woman. You know what I'm saying? Like, this ain't no skill. I mean, it's you're be like, oh, well, it's. No, come on. Like, don't let's not lionize people for doing the bare minimum. Um, And then, uh. there's a shot of Sierra like going, Oh, and then Austin goes, Oh no. Craig goes, you can still give oral. Uh, no, Craig goes, you can still give oral Austin. Are you listening? Don't make up the rules to my questions. And then Amanda goes, I will eat cheese over Dick any of the day of the week and Paige and Amanda high five girl power. And there's a shot of uh, Kyle just eating with the big ladle out of the, the pot. And Austin goes, no, Kyle, come on, stop, man. Stop. And Kyle says, Austin, I don't even know where my room is. He does it in a troll voice, kind of like Lisa Renna. And then Amanda in a talking head goes, the reason Kyle's as drunk as he is because we didn't get the primary bedroom, which I love it. Once again, all we need is not getting the primary bedroom. And we got this kind of stupid drama here for it. Amanda gets up, goes to the kitchen. Paige follows her in. And uh, uh, this was the moment where I wrote, eat a dick, Hannah. This is what happens. Like, you could have been here. This could have been your thing, too, Hannah. Amanda says, all we need is a closet and a bathroom. Gabby walks in and goes, hey, girls, wanted to tap out on Kyle being a dick at the table. And Paige says, okay, let's talk about the boys, especially the Italian. Gabby, how long have you known him? She's like seven years. And uh, he's, uh, she goes, he carried all my boxes in. And then Paige is like, does he have a type? And Gabby's like, yeah, he likes blondes. And Paige goes, hmm, Italian guys do like blondes. And Amanda goes, like me blonde? And she goes, no, babe. The boys are, you know, uh, assigned to clean the kitchen and the girls are going to set up the table for a drinking game. Um, Do you ladies get female boners when guys clean or... 
are you like, fuck, I'm going to have to clean up after them later because they're obviously not good at cleaning? Like, which is it? Like, it's got to be one of those. It's got to be like, ooh, look at the guys cleaning. That's a turn on. Or, oh, no, we're going to have to clean up after their cleanup. Uh, girls are doing shots with the shot ski. Luke says, Kyle, Kyle, man, you're drunk. Do you have luggage in the car? Let me help you bring all this stuff up. They just throw it in the foyer because they, they're, they're refusing. Kyle's refusing to take a room. They bring in this kind of snowboard and Kyle starts playing it like an air guitar. Wouldn't you kill to see Paige DeSorbo's text to Hannah that night? Like, uh, I'm here and Kyle's acting up already. Like, honestly, I would love to see Paige's text to Hannah Burner the night they went into this. In fact, I would actually pay for a book of all of the texts from Paige to Hannah during this entire 18-day 18 18-day 18 period. Um Kyle's like, babe, I need to know I was sleeping. And Amanda's like, just find a couch tonight. Andrea, we see up on the balcony on the second level. And he's like, hey, Paige, my love, I'll see you down there. And Paige just looks up and goes, don't start something you can't finish. Like, oh, you want to go, Italian boy? Let's go. And Amanda says, oh, Romeo, Roma, Romeo. And he, and he goes, oh, Amanda. They're playing flip cup right now, which is a game where you literally flip a cup. But you're on relay. It's like a relay race team. And I got to tell you. I've had some of the best moments in my life playing flip cup. Honestly, there was one time I won a flip club, uh, flip cup championship when I was 23. And it was one of those where I was like really insecure. I didn't think I'd do it. And then I won the game. There's a picture of me with my hand held up high. Like I had just won some actual sport. And you can see just the look of joy on my face. It was wild. I still remember it. Like this must be what athletes feel like, you know? Uh, Craig yells at Kyle and, uh, going, dude, you're screwing up the flip cup, flip cup game playing. You have to wake up. Kyle keeps fucking up the glass and Kyle goes, bitches be lame. Amanda just walks off and passes out on the top of the bed in pages and Sierra's room. Uh, Luke is in his room now going to bed. He's like, I want to make a fire so bad. Craig calls Natalie, his girlfriend. He's like, Hey baby, did you have fun tonight? I miss you. I miss you too. Kyle is eating chips on this little, um, love seat thing. He puts pillows over his face to uh, fall asleep. We all of a sudden hear Kyle snoring. He wakes up. He goes, I have to pee. And then he goes in the kitchen and all of a sudden we see his feet on the ground. He goes, dude, my dick is so dick. And I got to say, I've said that. I've said that too many times. Like my dick is so dick. It's true. It's true. This guy's a poet. Uh, new scene, new day. Kyle, we see, is on another couch. Gabby and Jason are talking in the kitchen. Gabby goes, you know, there's not a good bathroom to poop in here. We got to figure that out. Amanda gets Kyle, who's on that new couch, and she's like, hey, we're getting a room downstairs. We're going to share a bathroom with Lindsay. Deal with it. Uh, Kyle's in the bedroom, and he's like, ah, I'm going to have to sleep with earplugs. You just you picked the worst room in the house. And she's like, you literally just get drunk every night. There's nothing. You're going to just pass out. You're going to get violently drunk and black out. You're going to be fine. And we find out last night, Kyle slept all over the house. Just not in those two spots I explained, but we see him like sleeping with his head on the table, but his, his legs standing up. It's wild. New scene. Sierra tells Paige, I feel bad for Amanda. I don't want to miss out uh, on the fun we're having in our bedroom. I mean, they're acting like an old married couple and they didn't even wait up to make sure each other were all right last night. Uh, by the way, Amanda's wearing a Dumois sweatshirt, if anybody uh, recognized that. She's in the know. 
And then uh, Paige goes, are you into Austin, Sierra? And she's like, he's cute and hilarious. And she goes, guys that get me with their humor. It's just, it's a good time, always. And it's like, okay, Sierra. Okay, well, let me tell you a joke. Two guys are walking down the street. Okay, let's see if you're in this fun. Like, literally, they don't mean they like funny guys. They What they're saying is they like hot guys that think they're funny. Like Austin goes, hey, why didn't you be in my room? And she's like, oh my God, you're so tall. That's so funny. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's not real craft. It's not like uh, Austin's like the Dave Chappelle of uh, Stowe, Vermont, you know? <laughs> so Andrea, uh, he comes in with coffee for Paige and Sierra. And he goes, I love bringing a coffee to women in bed. Women are the most beautiful creatures in the room. And it's not to, I want to please them, you know, make them happy. And Paige goes, you're so nice. And Sierra goes, oh, we're just, we're hung over. And he goes, take your time, ladies. I'll see you downstairs. And Sierra says, was that a move? And Paige goes, it's a move. He's wrapped around her finger. Uh, Craig is in bed. He calls his girlfriend, Natalie. And he's like, hey, baby, I miss you. We go to Kyle. And Kyle's like, who wants to go skiing? Uh, he goes, cause I'll rally if everybody wants to go. And this is what I fucking hate. This is what I, I mean. Like all these guys, when they rally, like Kyle was fucking shit canned. You shouldn't be able to move for two days. Like I, I really want to watch him where he's like, I can't do this. And I can't drink the way I used to. The ladies all stay home to play uh, drinking games while the guys go out. Austin asks Sierra, what are you doing today? You going to be loose when I get home to Sierra? And Sierra's like, did you just say, are you going to be loose? And she like, I think she thought it was like a sexual thing. And Austin's like, hey, maybe it is. And Kyle goes, hey, hey, tonight we need a spring break party theme, which is also like a, a setup because obviously they were told one night we're going to do a spring break theme. Make sure you bring costumes because everybody did bring costumes. And um, Kyle's like, hey. Hey, Sierra and Paige, I need to poop in your bathroom since I don't have one. And I'm going to do that every day while I'm here. God bless him. And now we get a scheme. Oh, no, this is when Austin puts on his pants and he goes, you can call me the quad father. I'm going to call you a dork. How about that? Medicine. Medicine. So we see a ski montage. They're all pretty good. I wrote, fuck them, because, you know, they all look pretty in shape and... Jason and Andrea, the two new guys, stay behind. They're playing the game of, like, you know, this sexy game. Uh, Paige gets this question of, who would you be willing to kiss out of this group here? And Paige goes, all of them. He. And then Gabby asks, what's the shortest time you've known someone before fucking them? And Gabby goes, I guess 24 hours. And Jason goes, whoa, that was a long time. I'm actually, I was mad props for that. We're all laughing. Amanda says, what best, what's the best sex what sex are you the best at? And Andrea goes, a lick in your pee. And he goes, poom, S-S-Y. Well, which means pussy. No, pussy. Yeah. And, um, and Sierra goes, it just got 30 degrees hotter in here. Um, and then Paige goes, do you think you're a good kisser to Andrea? And he goes, uh, I should do it and you should let me know. And she's like, how do people differentiate their kisses in countries? He goes, the Italian, we kiss a little bit of the tongue. And... Paige goes, well, what's an American kiss? He goes, oh, more like lips, you know, lips getting... Um, and Andre goes, the thing about me, I don't like talking about myself. And he goes, I feel like Paige does, you know. She's like the girl, you know, the queen of the school, the mean girl. And Paige is just sitting there and Jason's like, oh, the Regina George, mean girls. And in a talking head, Paige goes, he could literally tell me to go fuck myself. And I would say, thank you so much. 
<coughs> I have not heard one word he's saying because he is so hot. <coughs> and Andrea goes, I could spend hours listening to your page. <laughs> and she goes, I just got so red. Amanda goes, hey, let's all put on our snow stuff and go roll around so these cameras can get B-roll footage. Uh, so we see four camera boxes. They're all sledding, doing fun stuff. Um, Julia, the girl, is knocking on the door. She's finally there while they're sledding. Uh, ja- Jason and Gabby are really excited to see Julia. And I love when people are excited to see other people. It's another one of those things I geek out on. How do you not like that? I love when people know each other and are happy to see each other. Julia says, I missed my flight. coming in hot. Um, she goes, me and Paige used to model together when we were 10 years old at Limited 2. Now I'm fucking ready to party. Let's go. She makes this hand gesture and she goes, why did I just do the Hulk Hogan hand signal? They all do a shot. Julia and Lindsay are going to be in a room together downstairs. Remember, Lindsay won't be here till Monday. The guys are coming back in from skiing and Kyle goes, wow, you guys are getting after it when he sees all the cans and the drink glasses. And he goes, we shredded all the gnar out there. There's no more gnar left. I'm guessing gnar is snow or the lack of self-respect and dignity dignity it's 5 53 p.m uh craig's like austin you gotta go to the grocery you gotta get red wine white wine cheese charcuterie craig says uh so craig and jason go to the grocery store luke and kyle are setting up for the spring break party tonight and i'm like hell yeah let's spring break it up winter house very exciting all the way around um so new scene, Julia and Gabby are uh, downstairs. Paige comes down. Um, Julia's like, okay, so I, I get my room for a couple days before Lindsay's here? And they're like, yeah. And then Julia goes, is there any initial sexual attraction between anybody? And on uh, Paige goes, on Andrea, you know, I want to write a letter to his parents saying chef's kiss for what you did, what you created. Uh, we are at the grocery store and Austin goes, no, no, Madison on the cover, Us Weekly. Ugh. The old baseball douche was DMing Madison. I couldn't be farther away from the Madison bullshit, and now she's looking at me with that dumb smirk. And uh, he goes, let's get all drunk. Let's get drunk and make bad decisions. And I'm like, yeah, that's what this is. It's Winterhouse. Even if you didn't see Madison, you should be getting drunk and making bad decisions. I don't want, like, this should have already been the attitude. But yeah, I'm glad you got there. In fact, if you start pushing out, I'm just going to put Us Weeklies all around your house and your bedroom. So new scene, Craig goes, they've gotten the groceries back. And Craig goes, wow, you guys did an awesome job with getting these groceries. He's really proud. And Austin goes, yo, saw my ex on Us Weekly. And Craig's laughing. Luke is laughing. And Jason says, come on, grab his phone. He's restricted from his phone. All of a sudden, we got six camera boxes now, you guys. It's 7.39 p.m., six camera boxes. We all see all the different winter house cast dressing. Uh, Julia is dressed like a Pam Anderson Baywatch person. Um, now they're in the main kitchen area. They're all doing shots. They're dancing. Craig goes, I'm going to get the beer funnel. They have two. By the way, when anybody says I'm going to get a beer funnel on Winter House, I feel like that's like a call to action of like, hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah. They have two beer funnels. Paige and Sierra do a, a dual beer funnel. I was proud of them. They do more shots. And Kyle goes, send it to the moon. And <laughs> Austin is laying people with you know, Hawaiian lays. And Kyle makes Julia chug white wine. She's like, I don't even, I don't like white wine. He goes, chug it, chug it. Which it's just like, I love that. I love... <laughs> I love people being forced to drink white wine. 
Andrea is, uh, they're making him do a pinata. They blindfold him. They're like, huh? And Andrea, where am I heat? Huh? And then uh, he busts it open. And then Austin goes, let me do that. He does an imitation of Alex Rodriguez. And Craig, in a talking head, goes, there's this tether that holds Austin to Charleston and his ex. And I hope this winter we can slice that tether and set him free. And Craig tells Austin, hey, chill out, dude. Just go over there and talk to Sierra. And Austin goes over to Sierra. He goes, can I get laid? Because she's passing out lays now. And Sierra goes, do you want to get laid by me? And he goes, I do. And one more time in the morning. And you'll get taken care of every time. And I'm like, fuck, that's so gross, dude. Like, I, women deserve that, but I don't want to hear about Austin, like, pleasuring a lady down. The, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and then Paige, all of a sudden, is on Andrea's shoulders. Uh, he goes, her ass in these boots, look it, oh, her ass. And Kyle goes, I can see your butthole, Paige. And Sierra now is on Austin's shoulders. And Paige says, I'm at that moment where I'm drunk, where I kind of want to make out with people. And Sierra goes, totally. And I'm like, and the producers, you just hear high-fiving in the background. They're all now dancing drunkenly. And Austin goes, my girl can take it when he gives Sierra a shot. And Sierra goes, did he just call me my girl? And so now we're in the hot tub. We kind of get this montage of just them bringing every sort of alcohol bottle into the hot tub with them. And they're all just drinking, pounding in hot, hot water. And then all of a sudden, it's just four of them in there. We got Paige, Sierra, Austin, and Andrea. And, uh, you know, they're going to bone. They're going to go to the bone zone in the hot tub. And Kyle's like... Kyle's upstairs with everybody and they're like, Kyle, can you go get that other uh, jug of vodka downstairs? And also all of a sudden Paige and Andrea start making out and Sierra goes, Oh my God, cuties. Which is just like, if I'm making out with somebody and all of a sudden I hear, Oh my God, cuties. I would, I, I would literally, did you say cooties? What did you say? And then Austin and Sierra start making out. And then Kyle comes out and he goes, what the shit is this? And then uh, talking to him, he goes, I'm walking into a full blown orgy. I wish I didn't see this because that was awesome. I remember making out in hot tubs. Oh, those were the days. And then he goes back upstairs. He goes, I cannot even tell you what I just walked in on, guys. They were all making out. And then Craig goes, that's exactly what you would think you would walk out to, you dolt. Which just made me laugh so much. And that was the end of the first episode. How amazing was that? Was that so special for you guys? I wanted to talk you through that because I think it's just funny as hell. I'm going to be recapping that on the Patreon uh, along with Salt Lake City. So if you like a winter house, come on over to the, the, the Patreon. This is The first one's free. It's to get you hooked. If you want the let me do the Andre. And by the way, the 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 the, the end of this, this episode was just a tight shot on Sierra's ass coming out of the hot tub it was like pretty racy like pretty sexy time you know what i'm saying you guys thank you so much for listening today and all days dave holmes what a treat to have him honestly one of my heroes please go check out his podcast waiting for impact i want him to come back on so please let him know you love it and um i will talk to you guys uh on thursday happy real houses of beverly hills reunion day Bye. betches